Welcome to the Games Joke Podcast, episode 79. I'm your host, Jason Ariola, and joining me today is... John Lucero. Hello. How are you doing? Pretty good. about yourself, man? Fantastic. Living the dream. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is our uh, off-air banter normally, so... Oh, yes. Yeah, we normally do that before <laughs> we uh, start recording here, so... Anyway, um... I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to keep this one too long just because uh, we did a uh, marathon session last week of uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, Game Club, and you're probably still trying to get through that one because that's a, that's a, <laughs> that is a long listen. So maybe, maybe, maybe I should have split that up into two parts, but hindsight and all. So anyway, uh, moving on from that, uh, John, it has been about a month since we've done the actual podcast here. So, yeah, it's uh, been a while. Yeah, we uh, got a lot to talk about what we've been playing. Uh, you've got some highlights you wanted to go over? Yeah. Uh... Uh, I mean, that's where to start. What's a good one? Uh, I'll start with what I played this weekend, I guess, mainly. Uh, I played the Call of Duty World War II beta. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did not. Ex- I was not planning on doing that, but a friend messaged me saying he, because he had to pre-order the game to get into the beta, and I don't, I've never really, I get Call of Duty. I will, I usually buy a Call of Duty. <laughs> I don't need to pre-order it. I know what it's going to, it's whatever. But, um, but what if they run out? Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Like I, <laughs> I generally buy the Call of Duty game every year. Yeah, uh, and this one was interesting enough. It's a different, it's, you know, t- taking it back to a little more classic Call of Duty than what it's been the past few years. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say lot. it's been since what World at War, and that was like two thousand nine. Yeah, that was the last World War Two one, and mm. then the last non like heavy mobility one was Ghosts, I think. Was the one that had was the last standard Call of Duty movement game? I yeah, think. yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, maybe I think Ghost was after Black Ops Two. I'm pretty sure it was, but uh, I those two were the last ones. Uh, my friend messaged me. He said he because he was a big World of War fan. That was that's like his personal favorite, and he said he he was gonna get it and get into the beta. Uh, so pre-ordered on Amazon, you know, twenty percent off. And if I don't like it, I can just cancel it. But yeah, uh, get the got got into the beta. And it's definitely Call of Duty. <laughs> like it's, uh, it is Call of Duty with a World War II skin on it. And oh, wow. if you, and it's uh, like it's good. I enjoy. I, I it's a good time. The uh, the menu, like the menu design around, it's really nice. You know, they keep with the theme. Uh, it, this one seems class based instead of a little more class based instead of loadout based. I guess. I mean, you're still making loadouts, but classes have some individual abilities that they that you unlock as you level up the class too there's uh like and they're based on military regiments like infantry airborne uh expeditionary and uh you know the sniper class and the heavy gun heavy class but uh and like i've been playing the expeditionary one which is the shotgun class and it it comes with incendiary rounds that's the first uh bonus you get with that okay and that's pr- it's pretty satisfying lighting a dude on fire immediately. <laughs> like it's like it does obscure your view quite a bit when a bunch of particles and flame shoot out of your gun, but it's you know it looks cool. So you know you, you sacrifice for for my art, I guess. But uh, it's it's uh it's good. I've had I had a good time. Uh, they changed the kill cam. As you, I mean, it's been the last kill of the game forever since uh, Modern Warfare. I think was the first one to do it. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. That's the first time I remember but, it. And it's now it's more and now it's a play of the game instead. So it like you know Overwatch style, and uh, which is I think a, a nice little improvement instead of just the last kill of some 
of some dude just turning and quickly shooting a guy that that happened to run by him and getting and getting highlighted for that so that that's cool um anything else uh war is a new mode i think they had it in world of war was the last one that had that this it's a hmm. i don't i don't quite remember if how it worked in that one but this one it's an it's very objective based and it's i think it's only on one map for the, for the beta and you uh one side is trying to get a tank from one side of the map to the other to destroy a uh, artillery emplacement and there's a you know there's a bunch of different steps there's you got to storm storm uh the enemy base first or like the there, uh, and then you gotta build a bridge to get the tank across, and then there's a, you gotta destroy, you gotta destroy an ammo supply, and then you gotta do the final push payload style, like also like Overwatch at the end to get it to uh, finish the match. So that's kind of interesting, and it also gets you, it gets you to switch classes too for different sections of the, uh, 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 for different objectives. Like some sometimes close quarters is much more useful for a certain objective, or sometimes a sniper is much more useful. Yeah. So that's that's cool. I I've, I've liked that. It's it's been some nice changes. I mean, in the end, it's really I think it, World War Two guns, air uh, guns are probably going to be uh, what decide whether you're going to like this or not. It's uh, they're I mean, attachment. They're not the same depth of attachments and stuff for weapons that there are in a modern war warfare style game. So. That that could turn people off. I don't. I. I mean, maybe they will have a bunch of unlocks. I'm sure they will. It's Call of Duty, but uh, yeah, it's been it's it's been nice. It's been nice playing. I mean, I I got that last year too with the Modern Warfare Remastered, but it's been nice playing a more standard Call of Duty. It's uh, the last one I really really got into though was Advanced Warfare. That one's kind of divisive, but I really liked it. That was the first big mobility one. That um, when I was out with my hip surgery last year, like I got, it may have just overdone on um, on Call of Duty because I played uh, Ghosts story mode, and then I went through uh, Advanced Warfare, and I got I don't know maybe a third of the way through, and it just kind of lost interest. Yeah, uh, Ghosts is probably my least favorite one. It wasn't so great. It just was sort of like. You know, the way I think of uh, Call of Duty games is like their single player things are just popcorn action movies for me, basically. So. Oh yeah, that's that's what, you got to treat them like that. Like they're they're big set piece, uh, you know, roller coaster rides. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's why I'm curious about how they're going to handle this World War II campaign because I mean, how bombastic it's going to be, if or if it's going to be more like mem- memorable scenarios that they're going to put you through, which which would make the campaign better overall if it was just a bunch of you know stuff like that. So I mean, it's Call of Duty. It's coming out in a few months. It's there. I think there's another beta next month or the month before it comes out or October. I think they do another beta. But uh, yeah, playing that. Uh, and then the other game that I've been playing is XCOM Two. Oh, which, okay. I didn't know yeah. you were gonna pick that up. That... Yeah, I I I got in the mood for some XCOM, and I I've been wary of XCOM 2 because I've heard of how much harder it is than the first XCOM and the first XCOM is a very hard game to begin with yeah the the reboot of the series yeah yeah yeah. oh the original one is even harder yeah yeah I was gonna say that one is even yeah yeah Yeah. at least the new one has some modern conveniences to it uh but and I really liked the first XCOM like I, I 
I like I'm not a big strategy game guy, but I think the the uh, the small squads help I uh, help you know and uh, playing being able to play it on the console it works super well on a console. I would recommend PC if you have a PC like it, that's the best way that's the best place to play the game. Yeah, just put all the mod support and all the expansions come out first on PC. And but uh, but uh, but yeah, I really I really liked the first XCOM and then it it had just the right amount of micromanagement to where it doesn't I don't get tired of doing it and uh, so the second one picks up like at it assumes that you lost the first XCOM which is probably the best choice <laughs> because yeah. like first of all the percentage of people that finish any video game is pretty low I think is what they've seen from like achievements uh, percentages and stuff like that the people that actually the percentage of people that actually finish games they start is really low and so a game like XCOM probably had an even lower percent, uh, completion percentage. Um, so it was it was the right choice uh, for the sequel. It also opened up. It also probably made it easier to expand upon than having to create another alien threat again. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. yeah you beat yeah. them back and then they just come back yeah. for more, basically. Oh, yeah. Did not Independence Day kind of do that? Oh yeah. yeah, and yeah. So see how that see how that turned out. Yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so this one, you're you're uh, the resistance, and uh, so in your base, instead of being like this high tech facility, you're now in this uh, retrofitted like giant like sky fortress kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That you that you're like a you're, so you're constantly flying around the the globe to different places. Which is kind of cool. You're also so it makes sense because you're a rebellion, so you can't just be in the same place the entire time. Yeah. And uh, but fuck, Jason, this game is hard. <laughs> That's what I heard, man. I, I heard God, it makes the uh, first like, one like a goddamn cakewalk. It started. It started up. It started out. I was doing pretty well for the first few missions. I was feeling pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. And but eventually they just the, it spikes really quick. Like in terms of just the variety of enemies they start throwing at you, like. It's, uh, and I think, I feel like, you know, the dice rolls for, like, stuff in the first one seemed, uh, unfair on occasion. Yeah, I was gonna say, sometimes. Yeah. This one, I feel like the the dice rolls even more, are even more unfair. Like, and I think they're just, they don't load, like, is there a point blank shots I'll have where tell me, like, because I think the angle, like, my, like, the two like the enemy and my character are at. Mm-hmm. So it'll tell me like I have a 46% ch- chance of like hitting a point blank shot and I will miss a point blank shot. Oh man, that well, is that's... beyond frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to yeah, say, but... even, even I have more than a better or better. Yeah. Chance at 40%. Yeah. And, and then like every enemy from the first one is an upgraded version of itself. Everything from the first game is now harder than it was in the first game. Oh, awesome. Yeah, great. like the, the sectoids, you know, the standard enemy in the first game. Mm-hmm. They're now about the size of a thin man, and they can basically, with they have a huge range, and they can um, mind control your people <laughs> at will. Like, they can, they can mind control one person or reanimate corpses at will. Okay. Yeah, so that's... And uh, like the standard, the standard enemy enemies now are more like foot soldiers uh, with the uh, with guns, and then they have like there's the kind that with the stunt with stun rods that can just basically sprint up. They have a, I their range seems unlimited sometimes because they can they sprint up and just if they st- connect with their stun rod, they they will either disorient or knock it, a person unconscious if they don't if they don't outright just kill them and unconscious. 
I don't, I don't know if they can wake up unless you go over and wake them up. I, it, it lasts a really, really long time, or you have to go do it yourself. So that can be frustrating. Like losing one of four people like that is is serious. Like in that game, losing any one of your soldiers is pretty serious. Yeah, for sure. They, yeah, like they're a balanced squad is important, and like you losing one of them can like turn the tides drastically in their favor. So. I mean, you're already out. You're already outgunned to begin with. Uh, the the there's like these shapeshifters that will be disguised as civilians, and you walk up next to them and then just appear, and they're like just this huge behemoth character, which which can heal itself slowly over time. Uh, there's the thin men are now like they show their true form, and they're just giant like viper men. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're just giant like cobras. Uh, and they have, let's see, they can, if, they, if they're too close enough to your people, they can wrap themselves around them, and you can't control your character, and the only way to get him out is to kill the Viper before he kills your character or someone else shoots him while he's being bound. And they also have a, their tongue can shoot out super far, and they can pull a character to them and bound them that way if they don't miss. They can, and they rarely miss. <laughs> so, it's, God, it's just... That sounds frustrating. It now, takes, um, didn't they just come up with an, uh, an expansion thing for this thing that makes it even harder? They did. They come out with an expansion. And actually, the expansion was, after reading about it and seeing some reviews for it, it was really what got me to want to try this, the main game, because okay. I want... So the expansion sounds really cool, because they... It seems like the first real thing to use the Nemesis system, like, mm-hmm. since Mordor. Yeah, I was going to say, since the first thing yeah, that used the Nemesis yeah, system? Yeah, like, which is so stupid. I don't know why more... I don't know why that hasn't been, like, just used to death at this point i wonder if it's just hard to implement maybe i mean i'm sure it's not easy to 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 do something like that but i mean xcom has a very miniature version of that there are like three boss aliens basically that will show up at random times and they're very hard to defeat and as you defeat them they will come back stronger and with different abilities next time based on how you fought them the first time Hmm. so that's really interesting and then there's like there are i think there are new they're just zombie hordes now basically that you can have to contend with with the new one so yeah that's i've not made i've not played the expansion so i can't attest to much but i I know they give you a bunch of new gear too to deal with stuff like which they always at least make your characters better too but yeah you know like there's a doomsday clocking down this one which is kind of nice to see because like in the first game that you get to a point where you could not win the game but you would have to finish the game yeah (laughs) like which is which is frustrating because you can't. It's just very frustrating because you're like, there. I just can't come back from this. I've lost too many soldiers. I'm too behind, and like a rookie, like a squad of rookies is gonna get just annihilated. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you, yeah, yeah. You might as well just restart at that point. Yeah, it's so because I guess yeah, squad four people with assault rifles are just gonna get destroyed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that I think that's what stopped me. From my playthrough originally, like I was doing pretty well, and then I think I started. I think I got to the like very end game. Like I think I got into like one of the alien ships or whatever, and then just like I, my guys just kind of getting wrecked, and I was like, oh, okay, I don't know if I can get any further along in this. Yeah, like the it's and the enemies they're they seem to have a I feel like they throw out more enemies now in this one. I, I don't remember the first one exactly how many enemies they would throw out at the time, but they have. I mean, technology wise, they can. But the doom and anyway, the doomsday clock. If you don't complete certain events, kind of like in the first one, uh, not only will these events cause you to have like 
negative effects for a while. Like I failed, one, I barely failed one. It was frustrating because a new enemy showed up I'd never seen before, which is like a super enemy. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen, I haven't seen it since either. But uh, it it could like uh, it th- it could throw out a big like energy vortex thing with, that would disable all all weapons from characters inside of it, and then it would also explode after after a few turns. Okay. And, and anyone caught inside of that would die pretty much instantly. And it could also, if it halved its health, it could clone itself to create a, another one of it with, with like half health too, like they have the same amount of health. But unlike, if you kill a sectoid, like you get your mind-controlled heroes back or uh, soldiers back and the reanimated corpses uh, collapse. Like if you kill the sectoid, that's, uh, you get, everything goes back to normal. But if you kill a clone, like the main codex, like the clone is still there. Like it's, it's basically just another enemy at that point. Wow, okay. And, and that can clone itself too. So if you aren't, <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it's basically just another one. So it can, like that thing. Just I luckily only I had I lost two soldiers in that one, but I only lost one to that thing. So that was, uh, and that was like my he was like my best soldier too. Like he had been, uh, so that was that was that was a blow. And then the for icing on the cake, like they I had I now have a negative a permanent negative effect where every like. Like research project takes twice as long. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, at that point I'd yeah. just be like, "Fuck this game." Yeah, I'm done. So I'm I, out. I've I've been going. I've been moving along. I like the Doomsday Clock is about halfway right now. I've, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm not going to succeed, but I'm just trying to you know get used to, um, build different research projects, trying to figure out like my plan of attack if I go at it again, and like I just got I finally just got like the the beam weapon equivalent for my for my care my soldiers because I was feeling like and i would have got it sooner if it wasn't for that um for doubling the t- amount of time it would take to to research them so so that's it's it's rough it i'd it, i'd like to see the person that like i'd like to see the person that succeeds their first time through on this they also added some new units uh and they also re some new new just like skill trees for the units too like even though i think the only unit that's basically the same is the sniper unit except he had he can use his uh, he can use his uh, revolver. Uh, he doesn't have to switch weapons to use the revolver. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's uh, this, so yeah, like it, it's a, it's an improved sniper unit. They added uh, it, they're all the same with a little little more. Like the uh, shotgun unit now has a sword that is very powerful. Oh, and they okay. and they have it. It's a pretty long range too. Like you can. You can one hit kill the smaller enemies, and it does a lot of dam- like it does a lot of damage to you. Like you, can, you can also, as the skill tree goes up, like focus on being a sword person. So the heavy guy gets a grenade launcher now, like it just as standard as a standard thing, which is really good. And you get two two uses with that instead of just one grenade. So, and then uh, the uh, assault class has a drone, which is really cool too. That can you know you can send it you can send it to heal characters and like stabilize them too. Oh, okay. So it's is it like a medical drone, or does it? Yeah, is it, it actually has it, some attack it, it, ability. It, it uh, depends on how you spec it, honestly. Oh, okay. So yeah, oh. so like there's there's a lot of depth to this game, of course, and there's even more so than the first game, which is really cool. So like, you don't feel like you definitely feel outgunned, but you don't feel like it's impossible. Okay. To to succeed, like I go into most fights thinking I can, if I if I uh, I do save scum a little bit, I don't. 
I don't save scum every time a character dies. Usually, if it just like my squad just gets wiped by some bullshit, I will. <laughs> I uh, like some bullshit rules, co- like uh, that, which, which can be really frustrating. I also just want to see as much of the game as I can. But uh, yeah, I feel like I I can get out of most conflicts, and which is which is at least something. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking hard game. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, honestly, that's sort of what has kept me away from it. Was just from what I had heard, it was harder than the uh, oh, yeah. most recent whatever XCOM and yeah, the prior XCOM, and it just is it. It did not sound appealing to me at all. Yeah, that, that's what turned me off too, because I was like, that first game's really hard. I got I got about the same point you did. I I, I got to like the alien inside the alien facilities and ships and stuff, and just couldn't quite pull it out. Uh, but yeah, this one is definitely harder. But I I think all the stuff they added is really is really really cool. And I if you liked the first XCOM, I feel like you should definitely play the the second one because it's uh, the frame rate will tank uh, quite a bit uh, when load when and loading can take a while too. So like it's technically it's still kind of rough even. From, I mean, because it, it, it launched pretty rough, too, from what I remember. Yeah, I do remember that. And, I mean, the first, the Enemy Within, which I think was the subtitle for the first XCOM, mm-hmm. uh, that was... No, Enemy Unknown. Unknown, yeah. And Within was the, seek was like the expansion? Yeah. They added in some stuff, I think, to uh, to this, yeah, to the main thing. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly how that worked. Yeah, it was basically if you bought, you could buy within, and it was basically the main game. And they they added uh like psionic abilities for your soldiers and mechs and stuff too. But they also added new enemies, I think. Uh, the uh, psionic abilities are in this one too. I haven't quite got them yet, but I'm working on it. Okay. Yeah, that was um, I, I played Enemy Within. God, I don't remember how long it's been a while, but um, I do remember they added something like a sort of like risk reward thing of some sort of uh, consumable or like resource that you could collect, and it would make you like yeah meld. I think was what there they you go. That's what it yeah. was, and it would yeah. make you like pace through the battles a lot quicker rather than kind of turtling down and going inch by inch by inch trying to set up the perfect thing. So yeah, and like there are a lot of a a lot of um objective types that have turn turn counters on them so it really makes you have to move a lot faster in this one yeah so it's like you can't just overwatch 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 uh to get through things which so that's which makes it harder too because the you have to constantly be moving and like you'll move move right into an an enemy that's going to flank you that you didn't know was there yeah yeah so it can it can be frustrating constantly but it's still I still really enjoy playing it, even for how frustrating it is. I think we, I think doing a game club on it would be fun with a bunch of people, with with the, uh, with us. Like maybe starting a, starting from the beginning would be kind of fun. <laughs> maybe so. maybe maybe, uh, maybe we don't do a game club where we finish. We just get up to a certain point and like, hey, this is where I finished. So. Oh, I I don't mean game. I'm sorry. Game night would be. Fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say game, game club seems a little uh, much. Yeah. Asking a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not too bad at strategy games, but uh, 
even knowing like some of the tricks to the first XCOM, like I, I was still having a hard time getting through that first one. And like I said, I, I got to where I got and I was just like, I can't proceed any further. So, cause I mean like, I remember like, like satellites were like the most important thing to. Yeah. Uh, satellites yeah. are not in this because you don't, cause I mean, you're a you rebellion. So yeah, yeah. So it makes no sense. They, uh, instead you're constantly, uh, building your network with a bunch of different like resistance HQs around the world. So you're you're like constantly trying to get in contact with a bunch of people, and keeping and you know so that that also leads to more attacks on different in different places you have to deal with. So it's a, it's a it's a it is more uh, of a macro system than the first one even like the first one you just had your base and then so it's a little little more confined but yeah you got to travel around a lot in this one. It's. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a really good game though. It's a really really good strategy game. I the new expansion is not on consoles yet. I think it just came out on PC. It'll be it'll be there eventually. Yeah, but, and see, like in my head, I had already like sort of like I guess prepared myself for never playing this because originally they said there was no way they were gonna be able to put it on consoles. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was disappointed by that because I really liked the console. Like, the, I mean, obviously they run it's best on PC. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, not out of my mind or anything. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's a the first one is a really well made console game. Like, it works super well on a controller, which is really, which is impressive. And uh, it just goes to show like how the how clean the design for that game is. Um, but yeah, like they released it about a year later. So. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I remember seeing that. I was like, "Oh man, I want to play that." And it's, it's been floating around in my head to pick it up because I think you can get it like for like twenty bucks these days. It's not that expensive, but yeah, I got it for like thirty, I think. Yeah, because I think uh, if you go on GameFly store, like you can get it for like twenty dollars, and it's just like, man, it, it, it keeps tempting me. But I'm just like, I know I'm never gonna play it, yeah. and if I the, do, I probably just if it's even harder than the first one, it probably will just end up getting flung on the shelf in frustration very quickly to sit there, there and collect yeah. us to like so many other things I own. Yeah, there's a, a there's a digital edition on PS4 that has the there are three expansions before that that came out already, I guess. Mhm. Uh, that were they're smaller expansions. They kind of they kind of go they kind of all go together, I think. I think they had there was like a name for the for them, but uh I did not get that because I just wasn't sure how much I'd play this game because I was concerned that it would just be too hard and I'd get frustrated. But uh, and uh, just the idea because a lot of that stuff you have to it's later game stuff that you have to, to to get to. So and I also just wanted to experience the base game first. Yeah, see, I get into that problem where if there's DLC, I want all the DLC. And if I know there's DLC coming out, I, I wait. Like, that's kind of why what happened with me with Final Fantasy XV is knowing some of the stuff they were going to change and adding stuff, like, I just... I, I stopped dead in my tracks, and, like, now I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for, you know, this game to be, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, finished before I get back into it, so... Yeah, I, and I I thought I thought about it. I just wasn't sure if I wanted to spend that money on it because I just didn't, I wasn't sure if I would use all of it. Yeah. But the new that new expansion, I'm very very interested in trying. Just like the whole nemesis system sounds so cool. But. Yeah. See, um, let me let me tell you that uh, that problem I have with like I want all of the DLC even if I never use it um, has was an expensive endeavor when I uh, when I got into a Darius Burst uh, Savior Chronicles. Ah, uh, yes. All the DLC in there, I think, was more than the game itself. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 
that game that was like a that was like a sixty dollar game. Wasn't yeah, it? originally. Well, I ended up yeah. getting it for like forty, I think, or something yeah. like that. But yeah, with all the DLC, yeah, the uh, hundred something dollar endeavor for me. The, the digital deluxe edition on PS4 thing is eighty for everything. So that's that's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't think it comes. I don't think it. I don't know if it that gets you like the new the next expansion in the future or not. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's like a season pass, but uh, so yeah. I mean, I I've been really into XCOM. Uh, other other than that, uh, I've been fucking around with Hearthstone with this new. I I finally for like the first time in a year trying to get back in the swing of things with that. They just released a new expansion. I was just gonna oh, say, you, yeah. I thought you had fallen off of that altogether. Uh yeah, but I I decided to uh, give a give it a go. I kind of was in the mood. Uh, okay. Most of my decks are obsolete in standard mode like the cards just aren't allowed in like standard ranked play anymore oh okay so you can there's a wild mode you can play in where anything goes all cards that because i mean i think that's pretty common in card games eventually things get banned mm-hmm. and uh, as as the game expands they, and they also uh sometimes because the cards are just too overpowered sometimes because they just they want some variety because like there are cards that would just always be indexed because they're just too good there uh, to not be so i've been you know trying to get in swing of things with that uh, gore tried it for the first time i don't know if you saw us talking on twitter about that but he is uh he tried it for the first time too and he seemed to seem to enjoy it so hmm. yeah, yeah he um for a while he was writing a series um on him getting into magic the gathering and now that i think he's because it's not yeah. it's it is hearthstone's not on um like PS4 or anything, right? Uh no. No, he I just think so. just uh, mobile and PC. Okay, so yeah, so I think he just started using it on his new PC. Um, so I think that's yeah, I think that's where he's been playing it. Then I tend to it. I tend to play it on my iPad, but uh, it's it's yeah, it seems uh, like a good iPad game. Yeah, it's it's super easy. It's just a very um, it's it's less complex than magic is which makes it way more accessible mm-hmm. uh, i think the big changes between it and magic are like you can't play cards during your opponent's turn which you can do in magic so uh so it just keeps you know, like so that kind of keeps you don't have to be thinking constantly just wait for what your opponent does and you counter that so okay but it's yeah it's fun like they've added i think a big change is they added a bunch of there's only a few cards in the game like this, like this prior, but uh, they they basically your hero character is like uh, your class your class basically, and they each have a an ability that costs so much mana. I think two, I think they all cost two. I think they, I'm pretty sure they do. I don't. I feel stupid if I said that and it doesn't. But uh, anyway, I they, don't know how big our uh, audience is on Hearthstone, yeah. so I wouldn't worry about yeah. it too much. Yeah. Yeah, I've played so much of it too. Like I, uh, it's been out for like three years now. Man, has it but, really? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. twenty fourteen. Yeah, uh, it's anyway. But the, the, all these cards will replace your hero character and give it a new ability. So and uh, so that's kind of that's interesting too. The uh, more of those cards, at least it used to only be like a, a hand, like a couple, and only that did that. And uh, so that can really change a game. Uh, it, they, I don't, I had not played for a while and the game like gave me a bunch of packs and like dust. We use dust to, um, craft cards you don't have okay. instead of having, so it's, 
it's a pretty decent system for not having to pay ever. I have played plenty. I have spent plenty of money on Hearthstone. I'm not going to sit here and say I've never spent money on Hearthstone. I've spent way too much. Um, but yeah, if you if you as you get cards you don't you have already, you can turn them into uh, dust to, to later craft better cards that you don't have. But that g- it gave me a bunch, and I was able to craft a good, a really solid uh, deck I can use in standard, and I can still use my other ones in wild too. But uh, so I've been messing with that. But yeah, that's um, maybe maybe me and Gore will do something with that too. He, I told him he told he told me he'd, he'd play me once he got used to it. Um, probably I'll probably wipe the floor with him to be honest. <laughs> but, Who knows? Uh, yeah, but, might surprise uh, you. It, it's a card game too. Like it's literally a it's like you can just get a bad hand. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I see that one can go to luck of the draw there. Yeah, uh, that's. That's about it. I had a couple of reviews go on the site over the last month. Uh, Splatoon 2 and Hellblade, uh, both highly both Splatoon 2 highly recommend uh, if you have a Switch. I think it's I think it's the second must-have Switch game after Zelda. So and Hellblade, I highly recommend with caveats. It's like that gameplay. The gameplay it's it's short enough to where I think you can get past the gameplay if you don't like it. But uh, it's it's a really unique experience yeah but uh, i think that's, a, that's that's about it i've talked around other things here and there but that's a, that's all stuff worth talking about okay um i'll go over the two things i've been playing recently um first off we'll start off with uh, uncharted lost legacy uh for me this was kind of weird to get into just because i i totally skipped over uncharted 4 and uh, yeah i was I'd surprised when you said nine, you played your playing nine tenths yeah. of uh, uncharted 3 i skipped over so uh yeah <laughs> Anyway, um, I actually I just I was on vacation from work and I went to Redbox to go rent a movie and I got one of those free uh, game rental things. So I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And it was the day Uncharted Lost Legacy came out, so I just I decided to give it a go. Why not? And got into it. And I mean, the like the opening sequence is is an Uncharted opening sequence. You know, there's there's this, there's kind of a, a lot going on to introduce you and kind of gives you that that feeling of like urgency, I suppose. I adventure. And then, yeah, there you go. And it slows yeah. down. Um, I, I I don't know if this is something they did in Uncharted 4. So, the, I mean, this is hard for me to compare or going to be impossible for me to compare. But uh, someone who played it, maybe you can fill in the gaps for me here. Um, basically, you go into an area where it sort of is an open world. It's yeah, a very they, small area, though. Yeah, I've heard of this. There is a sort of area like that in 4. Uh, it's mostly... It, it's like you can drive around it, but there's not really much to do. But it's uh, okay. it's like a it's a very faux open world. I've heard this new one is more of a is more of a traditional miniature open world. But uh, yeah, this um, it does have a little bit more to it. Um, I don't like I said I don't know how empty Uncharted Fours was, but this uh, there's little temples kind of strewn about, and you can go in there and find these little medallion things to collect that will unlock something. I didn't get far enough to really figure it out, but um. What really kind of did it for me in this area, there was three, yeah, three temples you had to go to to unlock something. And each, after each, I'd say, yeah, after each temple you you, feed, or you finish, it goes into a story beat of sorts. And it literally is just, okay, we're at this point and I'll tell you a little bit more about myself now. And then you get to the next one and it's the same thing. And then the next one, it's the same thing. How how is it the writing though? Is it is it like it's, Naughty Dog quality? I've heard. Like, is it? It okay. Let's remember, I have played two Uncharted games basically. True. So, you and the last one I played was uh, 
when did Uncharted 2 come out? Like 2009. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really been about eight years since I've played an Uncharted game. So, as far as, like, compared it to other Uncharted games, I'm a little... Because 4, I, I think the writing was very strong in 4. It's probably the best written one out of all of them. I will say uh, it's no uh, it's no The Last of Us, that's for sure. But Yeah, I mean, The Last of Us is a different tone, too, than Uncharted is going yeah, for. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, when if you go with, like, Naughty Dog in general, like I said, it, it, it's definitely no, definitely no that. But... I mean, there, there's some funny moments, and it's kind of feels like a buddy cop movie, basically. Um, it just the dynamic between the two wasn't really doing it for me, and the like the, the villain that was in there, it he like he was he made a very brief appearance and kind of disappeared very quickly in the little bit I played of it, and but they talked around him basically, okay. and what I don't know, like I said, just whatever the hook was that is supposed to get you into this type of game early on it just didn't do it for me um some of the puzzles reminded me and i don't know if maybe this is uh rising tomb raider taking um taking lessons from it or vice versa or just kind of uh you know parallel thinking but it felt an awful lot like uh like rise of the tomb raiders puzzles i just enjoyed rise of the tomb raider stuff a little bit better um and some of the just i don't know it just it just was not doing it for me and then the gunplay in uncharted's never never been no great shakes so yeah, I will say like the last Uncharted Four, which um, it it started, it had a really s- super slow start too. Like the performances are gr- were great, and like the writing was was good, and all that and all that jazz. And but like it didn't get going till like till like the t- chapter ten, nine or ten, and there were like twenty chapters in that game. So like, you would say lit- like the halfway point, maybe. Yeah, like and, okay. but it, when it picks up, it pick like it's it, like the second half of that game is fantastic. It's if, if if not a little long and uh, bloated with combat encounters, but uh, it's uh, too many like faux endings, I guess. And like, okay, but, but uh, and see my my thing with uh with Lost Legacy is um, this is from what I've read like an eight hour experience and like three or four hours in it just it was not getting me. Yeah, and I was just I, like, okay, if the halfway point you're not getting your hooks into me, I'm, I I don't want to finish this. Then I got to this puzzle that just. It, it, it wasn't like particularly hard. It just stumped me enough that I was like, I wasn't enjoying myself enough that I wanted to keep going. So I just was like, okay, yeah, I'm done. Back, back to Redbox you go. So, yeah, it's I, I feel like probably it probably just wasn't for you. I I haven't played it myself, so I can't say where. Uh, maybe maybe to have the same experience I had with four, where it just it just felt really slow. Like I was really not super digging for like the first half of it, but that second half. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, I don't. Maybe in Nadine is also in four. Chloe's not in four at all. This is like her thing. Okay. But but uh, Nadine is, and she's she was a pretty cool character. I thought in four. I don't know. I don't know if that would paint her, uh, help her paint her as a character more for Lost Legacy. Like again, I haven't played it, so I don't know if that would help you. Could you? Um, don't have at all experience. Yeah, yeah. like she. She's not a huge character. Like she's got a decent sized role. She's kind of like the secondary villain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. See, I got I got some indication and, of that in the story yeah. that she had something to do with it because they both keep bringing up the Drake brothers, and I'm like, okay, yeah. so clearly yeah. something went on in the last game. So, yeah, this takes place before four, I think, or maybe concurrently. I don't remember. I think well, because was... she, well, because um, Nadine does bring up Drake. So, yeah, 
So this I must guess. have happened. I mean, I guess it's either concurrently or happen. I, I I think it must happen after the fact because it sounds like it does. I thought it was a prequel thing, but okay. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll, I was gonna say I just, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not gonna find uh, out most likely. So. Uh, I found the the villain in four was pretty was was fun. He was a really good like piece like shithead like smarmy ass villain. Like okay. he was a, like the kind of guy you want to see get punched in the face at the end of the. But uh, I so I thought like, I thought the writing was really good in four. If you like, you don't go in expecting like it, like I felt like it's good action like action blockbuster writing like movie 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 quality writing like okay. like which is which is hard to find in a video game like you got like i feel like naughty dog has really nailed this this like just the cinematic style yeah but, no and in, so. yeah no for sure and the reason being too is video games tend to be a lot longer than a movie so to yes, maintain yes. that pacing and basically you're writing like you know for a you know 10 hour game you're writing five movie scripts so yes it's uh yeah, yeah. I, I I would like to try Lost Legacy. I probably will at some point. I have some friends that have played it and really and really really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, it, but yeah, it's not it's not like super high on my list, but I'll get to it eventually. Yeah, and then of course, I mean, you know, the, this has nothing to do with the female protagonist thing. I you know I skipped oh, out the yeah, last I, I, I last two like Uncharted it. games. So I mean, you know, it's like eh, you know, I, I, I don't think them, I, but. I don't think you need to say that. I feel like that's like the, yeah. if if anyone was to assume that they're just they're yeah. trying too hard at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are people who would assume that. I mean, oh yeah, I'm sure the people that literally think that themselves, like oh, it's a woman. But <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of people that do that. It, which is a really sad statement on our society, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, my daughter was watching me play it for a little bit, and she kind of, she, I mean, you know, she doesn't really ever, like, say anything about, like, you know, that you always play as a guy, because, you know, she's not a, she's not a woke six-year-old, I suppose. <laughs> whatever the hell fucking bullshit people say. I, as, as a millennial, I hate woke too, Jason. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, woke just sounds like, no, I'm offended by everything. But anyway, um, but you know, she commented like, Oh, are you playing as a girl? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, yay. And she sat down and watched me. And you know, so it, it's not really a commentary on that. There's, you know, that, you know, she's like, Oh, well there are never men or, you know, there, it's always men you play as it, it was just a, like, Oh, daddy's playing something as, as a girl I want to watch. So, yeah, but it, it is not, I mean, one wonder, wonder woman came out this year and it was a really, really good movie. So yeah, it's just, she, like, yeah, she does it, that. it's really not, it's nice, you know, that, yeah. like it's, I'm, I'm glad that they did it. I had, I had no doubt that it would, she'd like Chloe be a good lead character. She's, fun, she's a fun character. And I, I will say yeah. this. I, I, I like Chloe a lot. Uh, and yeah. I like Nadine a lot. It was just, like I said, honestly, I think it was more just the gameplay wasn't really doing it for me. They just, like, hook-wise wasn't enough in there. And the story was okay, I suppose. It just Maybe I just wasn't in the place I needed to be to play an Uncharted game. And I, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe for me that place doesn't exist anymore. It just, the series, like I said, after two, like, I played three a little bit. It just, I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. But it just, there's so many other things I'd kind of rather play than a intriguing uh, popcorn flick, I suppose. So, sure. Sure. yeah, um, the other thing that I was originally intrigued by, and I'm kind of not really anymore, uh, is I'm playing Observer. Uh, uh, yes. Now, I don't know. Uh, the, the first caveat I'm going to say is I'm playing this on the Xbox One um, and I'm running into some frame rate issues, some serious, serious frame rate issues. Ooh, but okay. I don't know 100 percent if this is hardware or if this is some sort of thing in the fiction. 
Oh, okay. Interesting. Be- yeah. I, I, I've been meaning to go look up a couple of like playthroughs of this to see if like maybe like on a stronger PC uh, it holds up a little bit better. Because like the opening sequence, it didn't really seem to do it. Um, but as I've gone on and things have sort of deteriorated for your character, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it just seems like there's a lot of frame rate issues. But I again, I don't know if that's supposed to be part of the fiction. So... Yeah, this is like a cyberpunk horror game, am I yeah, correct in this yeah, yeah, that's, that? that's, okay. that's Yeah, that's, that's kind of yeah. uh, putting it as simply as you can. Um, yeah. It's in this contained apartment complex, which is kind of nice, uh, okay. because it lets you almost... The, the apartment complex can almost feel like a character in of itself, even though most of it isn't very accessible. Um, a lot of the uh, apartment buildings are locked off. Uh, you, can, you don't really interact with people very much in there. Um, they basically all have these... Uh, like, I guess, just like a TV screen, effectively, on their doors that you interact with. And you don't even really see much of them. Most of the time, it's just their eye or their mouth or just some, like, weird staticky picture that you can't really make out. It okay. does lead to some interesting, um, I guess, interactions with the people that will answer the door or will briefly answer the door. And as soon as they find out you're a cop, they want nothing to do with you. But there's just, like... Gameplay-wise, it's just not doing it for me. Um, this The team that did this did Layers of Fear last year, and I actually liked Layers of Fear, and I know a lot of people did not like it because it was all jump scares. But what I think um, Layers of Fear did better, well, as far as the jump scares go, because normally that's not my thing, but it felt almost more like a roller coaster ride, like it was taking you on a set path. And, okay, well, you know this is coming, but... I don't know. Like I think it did more, in- or I think it did a pretty interesting job of keeping it fresh, even though you knew you were going to get jump scared. Um, the the overall narrative of Layers of Fear was, I suppose, vague enough as to what happened in the end that it it kind of kept everything together for me. And just seeing somebody's sanity break down in that game the way it was, I, I really got a kick out of that. Um, this you're sort of having the same breakdown mechanism. Um, it's just it's it's an actual mechanism because you're you know you're cybernetically enhanced or you are i don't know like it's it's not really explained very well exactly what the enhancements that are that you have attached to you are but um every so often you will need to like take this pill to resync yourself with your you know cybernetic parts (laughs) i don't know and just seems like something it just it did not seem to be something that needed to be in the game i don't know it uh, like it literally just feels like okay well here's a mechanic that you have to keep an eye on at certain arbitrary points in the game and this literally felt like this could have been something you don't need to keep an eye out for and just during the game like you start desyncing and maybe you like just I don't know, maybe the character by itself kind of does it, or there's just some sort of, like, plot beat where it does it by itself. I don't know if maybe it's supposed to kind of make you feel more interactive with everything. It just I, it is not doing it for me. Um, the horror parts of it, I I don't know. I'm not really finding it very scary either. Um, there's a couple, I don't know, I, I guess it's more graphic than horror at this point. Um, you know, I've seen some people, like, I mean, this is no... Uh, this is no real spoiler because it happens in the first like 15 minutes of the game, but you come into an apartment and you find a guy with his head cut off and you can't identify him with your technology. And it's, and, I don't know, and there's blood everywhere. And then later on you find, you can find somebody like hanging in a bathroom, but you can't actually see them hanging. You just see kind of their legs dangling basically. And then mm-hmm. you come across somebody else who's been pretty badly mutilated and you mind Jack into them. And that 
sequence right there is kind of where I feel like it was really starting to lose me. It just was not doing it for me. It felt like layers of fear because you would have to go through certain areas and you would kind of like go through and then the the next area you go into wouldn't meld into the next one. You look back and then what you went through has changed. It's just sometimes the the environmental shift is so drastic that it doesn't, it didn't feel like layers of fear did where I think it did a good job of, okay, well, this is where you came from. And then all of a sudden you turn around and it's, you know, it's like, Oh, well, this is just a different part of this house. Um, when you mind jack into somebody who does this, I mean, you're going through various points of this guy's life and it's, yeah, it just wasn't really doing it for me. And then a couple times you could turn around or like you couldn't turn around to see what was behind you either. Cause it was just making you go forward. And, Make me go forward, fine, but give me something, like some reason that I can't turn around outside of just, you know, arbitrarily, you're not allowed to turn around anymore. Like, you can turn 90 degrees to your left, 90 degrees to your right, but you can't turn around 180 degrees to look behind you anymore. Okay. And, like I said, just fiction-wise, stories just not doing it for me too much either. It's this very, I guess, dirty cyberpunk kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I was, like a Blade Runner kind of, you know, that, yeah. that kind of. Yeah, though yeah. I mean... The world looks very lived in, and it's kind of takes place in like Eastern Bloc, like Europe, I suppose. But it just, I don't know. And I think it actually takes place in Poland because I think, like, if I'm remembering right, it's like the Polish, like the Fifth Polish Empire or something like that is where this game takes place, which is like, huh. what? Yeah. <laughs> as, as, a, as a Polish guy, I'm like, I don't think there's ever going to be a Polish Empire, guys. Come on, let's <laughs> let's get realistic here. Okay, come on. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it, like I said, it just, this was one of those games that, like, everything I had read about it and I'd heard about it and it just sounded intriguing enough, and I started playing it, and it just, everything that a lot of people seem to enjoy about it, it is just not doing it for me, and I, I don't know what it is. It's, yeah, I'm going to finish this up, get a review up, because, like I said, hopefully this thing comes together a little bit more, but this is another one of those games, I think it's only, like, six or seven hours, and I'm, like, two and a half hours into it, three hours, and I'm, it's just not coming together for me so far. Yeah, I, uh... I I'm thinking I'm I'm the one that uh, brought it like brought it to your attention too because I was just, it seemed it seemed interesting to me too like I was I was very curious about it like because I like horror I like good horror yeah and I occasionally like, occasionally like cyberpunk stuff no, not, not not always but I occasionally do uh, so I I will probably try it myself at some point see if I see if it clicks more with me yeah yeah I I, I I'm sort of uh. Yeah, I ended up with a review code for it, so I do have sort of have to finish it. If I had just bought this with my own money, I probably would have just stopped playing it by now. It's it's not really doing it for me, and there's other games I would rather be playing right now, but, you know, sort of uh, sort of batting down the hatches with this one and get through it. So hopefully within the next couple days I'll have it finished and I can uh, just... I don't know. I, I'm really hoping it turns around on me just because the, the world itself is interesting. It's just what's going on narratively is just not doing it for me but i suppose we'll see some of the voice acting is really spotty too so that's just kind of i will say i had yeah. a very similar experience with hellblade and i ended up like this it, it's very slow in the beginning but it, it did eventually pick up so mm-hmm. i mean maybe you'll maybe you'll, you'll get lucky too like, okay. like i did so you know one mechanic i did forget to mention um because of your implants or whatever you do have uh like i guess it's biovision and then like i forget what it's it is like, but basically is like, like, de- like detective vision yeah, except there's two different versions of it. Um, there's okay. one where you see like more like you know, I guess life material. I don't know what the word I'm looking Bio, for is. Bio material. Bio material. Yeah, it just didn't sound right in my head when I when I construed that, and I was like, that seems wrong. But anyway, biological <laughs> material, maybe I guess I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then like more electronic based stuff, and 
it I, I think what's kind of maybe maybe this is just on me the way I play games I you know I do like to see as much as I can and I'm constantly switching between these modes and trying to catch everything in a room and it just really seems to be dragging the pace down a lot so maybe that has something to do with me too I don't know maybe maybe I need to just back off that a little bit and just kind of keep going with the story but like I said even the story beats not really doing it for me but this is, this is it's a mechanic that kind of feels like it's slowing down the game I, I guess if they added this into layers of fear as well. I probably wouldn't have liked layers of fear as much as I did either. So I don't know if it just maybe this specifically is slowing it down or if it's just the story in general. So maybe it was a little more tight. I'd uh, and this th- these little mechanics weren't in there. And maybe if it was just like some sort of trigger, and you it would tell you like, hey, you your other vision could see this maybe or a little bit better. Maybe you can switch now rather than mm-hmm. look at every single area of the game and just keep switching back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between you know. Those three fields of vision is just, yeah, not really doing it for me. So, but anyway, uh, that's that's my thoughts on Observer so far. So, like I said, hopefully the next few days I'll have a review on the site. And then, let me see. Oh, I don't know. Yakuza Kiwami's coming out in a couple of days. So, maybe I'll, uh, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get on that. <laughs> oh, Yakuza. And, uh, I got the notification from Amazon this morning that it shipped out already. So, I'm kind of excited to, uh, get back into that crazy fucking world of theirs. <laughs> I've seen Yakuza Zero to its completion. I know it's uh, I s- cooled off on Yakuza quite a bit after. Uh, I th- I still think it's a cool thing. It's just uh, the things I don't like about it seem to be prevalent throughout the game instead of like improving. So, mm-hmm. and I also thought the story the story of Zero at least uh, went way too long, and it had a one of my least favorite anime tropes of like characters. Like you think characters are dead, but no one ever actually dies. They keep coming back again after all of that, you know, like and stuff like that. Just like characters, I am a strong proponent of characters. Killing characters is important and, uh, for creating tension. And so like when you when you constantly bring characters back to life, like it just kills all tension in every scene. I think that's a, I think that's a kind of a flaw of just like dramas in general i mean i don't want to say it's just an anime thing because like just a lot of drama series do that too you know yeah like it's just i when you kill it i I generally hate you want somebody to just stay dead if they're dead yeah like it 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 gives weight to that moment and Mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean i mean you know look at death of superman that basically just gave the green light on everyone can die and just come right back yeah, and like books, sometimes so. you know, characters getting brought back is good. You can't because like if you do the Game of Thrones thing where you just kill every character, it's like without with without replacing them with someone that with interesting. Like you're gonna lose. They were lucky. Like after that fifth season, they like, they were lucky the sixth season was as good as it was, <laughs> but because uh, they just they were they just too busy killing characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this season they seem to be doing a pretty good job of. Uh, even if not killing characters, but just effectively killing characters. Like, they just kind of, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Pacing is a whole other thing with the season, but it's, it's, you know, it's been all right. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, it, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it, too. It just seems a little hurried, this one. And I understand why, but at the yeah. same time, it's like, maybe yeah, like, we could slow this down just a hair. <laughs> like, season six hit, hit hit a great balance where I felt like it, and I feel like they just, they've cranked it up a little too much this season. Yeah, I think if uh, I think if this season and the next season, which is the last one, if they spread that out over the normal like what ten, eleven episodes or whatever, yeah, they could have paced this out a little bit better and given you like yeah. like I was kind of glad to see the uh, the whole Sand Snakes thing end as quickly as it did. Yeah, it was that that whole thread was went nowhere. 
especially because they killed like the best character like from that thread in season four. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, did they kill him? Who? Boy, oh boy. That's that scene is burned in my fucking mind uh, forever. Yeah, that was. Don't remember if I was watching concurrently at that point, but like when I saw that episode, I was like, "Oh, oh that, God. that's when I that season was when I started watching concurrently, and like that was the first like I I knew of the Red Wedding. I didn't know exactly what happened, but when I, before I watched it, I had, of course heard about the Red Wedding, so it wasn't as shocking as it would have been probably. Mm-hmm. But that that death in season four is probably the most shocked I've ever been in the entire show. Uh. Yeah, I, I I think how graphic it was didn't help anything yeah. either. Yeah, and because especially because it's a character that gets introduced that season, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like and uh, it's just and it was the, what the penultimum of that one. No, that no, it was ep- it's like it was like the seventh episode. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, like it was like it's just a waste of a good character. <laughs> it was like I don't know know how much more they could have done with him though, honestly. Yeah, I mean the. That death was important. They they flubbed like what they flubbed everything afterwards. But yeah, it's it's. I feel like you could have at least got another season out of that character. But, but uh, I don't know. Whatever. It's. You but can, now we've got Zombie Mountain, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, granted, I did like the part where that uh, that one guy like in the streets was talking about how we uh, how he showed us Cersei's his gigantic cock, as they all say. Yeah. Yeah, and then, did, uh, he's peeing, and then uh, Mountain just comes and like caves his skull in on the wall. <laughs> yep. It's like, yep. All right. Well, that was that was, that was like, that, season okay. season six really good. Yeah, yeah. really <laughs> goddamn season of television there. So I'm I'm one of those people that like you know if like you're not watching Game of Thrones, like God, you need to watch it. But I mean, if it, if it's your thing, it's your thing. It's pretty cool. I yeah, I, it's probably I was, it, I, I'd say it's my top ten shows ever, but it's not. I don't think. I, it's got plenty of problems. I, people that don't like it, I don't see. I don't. I totally get people that don't like it too. So yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there, there's a lot of gratuitous uh, stuff that shouldn't be not shouldn't be, but like can turn somebody off pretty easily. And I I completely understand why that would do it. I I think the first episode does a very good job of encapsulating what that show was going to be. Yeah, it's yeah, it does. I mean, you know, in the first few minutes, it shows uh, you know body parts dismembered in in weird patterns. Uh, a, a hero character uh, having to make a tough choice in killing somebody. Um, yeah, like, yeah, a brother like, and sister fucking each other. A boy pushed out and crippled out of a window. A dwarf getting fucked by hookers. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's very little that's going on in that show that uh, that the first episode doesn't clue you in on. It's like, hey, this is what this is going to be, and if this is not doing it for you at all, like you are completely turned off, get out now. Yeah, it's, I think. And then, of course, the glacial pacing of those early seasons. Yeah. Although, you know, I will say, like, sometimes I, I, I do I do kind of like that. Like, I do sort of like those, like, long well, con yeah, things. Yeah, a, bil- a, a, a good long build is also fun. Like, you know, it, it creates, like, the Red the red Wedding is all the all the product of a, of a long build towards towards that. But, and that's why it works so well. Mm-hmm. But the like the winter is coming joke was a joke for a reason because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they like winter was coming since like the first episode like i'm pretty sure they say that in the first episode yeah and i mean <laughs> so, and clearly this yeah this has taken place over years and yeah yeah, yeah. like it's obviously like Arya and Sansa are way older now 
Yeah. It is funny to look back at like pictures of like Sansa as a, you know, in the first season and you're like, man, she was, she was a child. Like, yeah. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, in my memory, it's like, she's, she's exactly as she looks now. And you know, and it's, it has done that every season where I think back, it's like, oh, she hasn't aged any. Then I look back I'm like, oh man, she was like yeah. a child. <laughs> yeah. All, all of the kids are a good way to gouge, to gauge how long the show goes on. Yeah. And, yeah they're all almost adults now. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to see like Arya. Like you look back at her, and she was like a little girl, and now you're like, man, she's yeah. I hope teens. her arc. I hope her arc in the season ends this season because it's just it's it's not a fun arc. I'm I, right now. I'm hoping. I, I'm hoping what we're seeing is. Uh, I, I guess Game of Thrones spoilers here. For God's sakes, whatever. Yeah, um, this is the Game of Thrones Power Hour. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I, I, I'm really hoping that they do something with with this thing. Like she's like playing the uh god i do too i because, really i mean if I, this is the way she is now i want Arya to die Arya is like my favorite my favorite character for like the entire show you know almost the entire show yeah. like um and like to see her like fooled this easily and like threatening her sister it's like, it's, it's so like they finally meet each other again and it's just yeah and she, like, immediately turns on her yeah, and like, and also I am like sick, and not in the like, t like, not in like the fun way. Sick. I'm sick of Littlefinger as a character. Yeah, like, I agree with you. Uh, I, his, I his voice has gotten like really gravelly too. I don't really. Like yeah, that. he talks so slow all the time, and like that that shtick got old like a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Like he was a good shitty character early on, and he was a he's a fun character, but he, like. I think it just this season. Uh, the first time I saw him, I think it clicked. Like, I don't, oh yeah, this motherfucker. <laughs> it's like this guy. He's just a useless character at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Right now, his only purpose is he serves as the impetus for Sansa and Arya like fighting each other or being wary of each other at the very least. And it's yeah. like well, they could have they could, they could have done that without Littlefinger. So I'm I'm, I'm and then th there's that huge gaping plot whole of um you know all it would take is brawn to like yeah hey, this is what's going on guys maybe you should stop fighting each other Bran, but bran hasn't been a good character in forever oh so. god, god. And, and just I, I mean you know I, I i hate to like you know hunker down on anybody's appearance but oh just he is just not a good looking person and I'm yeah. sure I just that hair, he just has that teenager, dirty, disgusting, like greasy hair. I don't know. Yeah. He, he looks like a teen, like a teenage boy. Yeah. Like, but, and, uh, yeah, he's just a bland character and has been for a really long time. And I mean, he's even more bland now because he's the three eye yeah. Raven. So he has like no personality and it's just like, okay, it's, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, anyway, it's, yeah, there, the, there, there's a lot going on with this season and there's a lot to like it. There's also that I've been like, Oh yeah. Hey. Their budget is, their, their budget is absurd this season. I well, but I think it also has yeah. to do with the, you know, they trimmed off what three episodes. Yeah. They, so. ha they had to, because to get the budget they wanted, I'm pretty sure. So it's like yeah. to do like the loot, the loot train attack, which is incredible. Like the, one of the most like, did you, did you end up watching the special effects thing on that? Like I told you to, no, I'm <sighs> sorry. Dude, I haven't mean, that. I, yeah, because it's just like, like the how good that looks for a TV show is is mind blowing. But that me. is better than most movies. Yeah. yeah, it was like I I still can't believe that was on television. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I sit down and watch Game of Thrones every week, and it's just sort of that thing of I, I 
I don't know, like, I forget that this is a TV show. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, also the episodes are, like, movie length at this point now. Yeah. It's like the, I think tonight's finale is going to be, like, an hour and a half. So. I mean, if you, if you think about it, like, with how much money um, those guys were making, like, in its heyday, but, like, two and a half men, probably an hour of that costs more than Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what? What? Uh, what? <laughs> Yeah, and then you watch this, it's like, well, I mean, you know, yeah. It, say what you will about Two and a Half Men, it's supremely popular. I I could not care less about that show. I I, I don't want to say I'm ambivalent towards it. I'm yeah. sort of aggressively anti that show, and just about everything I, Chuck Lorre's yeah. ever done has been I've never unfunny. I've never been really a sitcom guy in general. Like, a laugh track sitcom has just never been my... I haven't really liked those for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't know. It it sort of goes in that stereotype of like, I'm into video games and other kind of dorky stuff. So people are like, you should watch the big bang theory. And it's just like, the whole joke is I'm a nerd. It's like, big bang theory sucks. <laughs> I was just like, this is what you people like, think I'm like, I mean, they God. have a, they have like a new, like spinoff, like young Sheldon or some shit like that coming oh, out. I saw that where he's got that, like, like the, I, I thought it was just somebody's like Photoshop thing of like, it's like him, like, Titan's no, it's, bow it's tie like a, or something it's like, like that. Coming out this fall, I think. Oh, Curry's done a crutch. Okay, that's uh... all right. Well, this this has been the TV power hour, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know, I mean, this is games and junk. I mean, this yeah, is the junk yeah. portion of it. This is where we talk about whatever I mean, the fuck we feel like. Oh yeah, and... I I totally don't mind talking about Game of Thrones with people or any other TV show, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's uh, it, kind of getting back to Littlefinger. Like, I sort of, or I, I watched The Wire, like pretty quickly i mean i watched like all five seasons within the course of like a month and a half i think mm-hmm. and uh, the character that or the the or that uh, the actor that plays Littlefinger is in the wire and he like he is great in the wire and i love him in that show and then like i go back to the um, game of thrones after that and i'm just like i don't like Littlefinger. i don't like this character this isn't this is not his best work here so yeah he's just the character's just been around too long and not changed at all yeah and there's so little payoff for everything he does i mean maybe there's like i said there's I mean, he clearly he's one of those long con guys but it seems like he's kind of played himself into a corner and this is his last his last dash attack basically he's turning those two on each other and it's just yeah like, like his, his long con i feel like didn't work has not it, like it like it was i don't even know i don't even know what his end goal is honestly at this point like probably sit, sitting sit on, on the throne, throne. probably mean, sit on the throne like everyone very, else but very simple man with that so yeah i mean he's yeah. made that abundantly clear a few times yeah so it's just i don't know and yeah that's i still very much like game of thrones i have no uh, oh yeah I, me too yeah so i'm i'm looking forward to the finale i hope it's i hope it's good i hope it i hope i don't leave the season with the feeling like like it should have been three episodes longer they probably will yeah but, uh, I, I i already feel that way with this yeah. season just because like how quick everything seems to be happening and then like some things that happen just get completely brushed over and it's just like, and from what they're showing, some of the things that I want to see, uh, get resolved maybe a little bit more, they're clearly not going to get resolved. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've received recommendations for everyone out there. The leftovers on HBO is a fantastic show and anyone should watch it. <laughs> that's all I, that's all I need to say there. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I, I would recommend the wire over the leftovers personally, but if you haven't watched uh, that, watch that. Left, the Leftovers is only three seasons. I feel like it's easy to recommend like, in terms of the time. The Wire is also fantastic. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, 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 that anyway. is probably, I mean, 
you know, no, no grand statement there, but I think that is like my favorite TV show. And I was very late coming into that. Cause I just watched it like last year. Like I watched the first two seasons a few years back and the second season kind of is a little slow and it just sort of lost me after that. And then I came back and it was like, I started fresh and just watched it again. And I was like, and started picking up on some of the intricacies of it. I was like, Oh boy, this is good. <laughs> and that's a tough show for me to watch because I cannot watch it in front of my kids because of the content the language yeah. it's just like there's there's nothing i don't think there's five minutes of that show that would be okay for me to show my children so avon barksdale is a great character yep yep yes. yep yep um i forget it was like one of the side characters but uh like just one of my favorite lines and it's only it's a line that i can only ever quote to people that have seen um you know the wire and it's just man fuck the bunk <laughs> <laughs> was probably like i mean there's so much good stuff in that show but that is like one of my favorite lines in that show is man fuck the bunk my favorite tv show of all time it's is the sopranos but uh because that, i mean that show kind of spawned the tv revolution by itself yeah so, no, for sure yeah it's uh i also well, i like the ending of the sopranos come at me <laughs> haven't haven't watched it. That's when I. That's what, uh, another one of those that is just like the length of it is what is always intimidating me. Yeah, it's like six, it. six seasons, and the second and the last season is like twice as long as the other ones. Yeah, yeah. So. It's sort of weird how it bucked the trend of what's going on today of uh, you know short seasons. So yeah, I think uh, the leftovers is the only show I've ever watched though that doesn't have a bad episode in it. I will I will stand by that statement. I think it's every episode in that show is very good. Okay. Very good to very good to great. And it has one of the most satisfying final seasons of a show. I know Liv Tyler's in it, and I've, I've always had a thing for Liv Tyler. So she is in it. She is a uh, she's a major, she's a pretty big character. Yeah. And uh, Justin Theroux is the is the main character, sort of. So is uh, Nora Durst. Oh, not Nora Durst. Uh, Carrie Coon. Nora Durst is her character in the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Justin Theroux is like a comedian, but he plays a. a uh, he, He's a fantastic lead for the show too. It's a okay. uh, it's a really it's a show that will bum you out though. Like it's a uh, it tackles a lot of heavy stuff like uh, throughout throughout its ep- in every episode. Like it's uh, just really digging into people like the entire time. Okay. It's yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, if we're gonna go with TV recommendations here, uh, I don't know if it's my second favorite show, but it's pretty up there. Is uh, Justified. Justified is great. Uh. One of one. Of, I mean, I, I can't think. I mean, I think that first season maybe is a little weaker compared to the rest of the series. But I, I, I love that show. Like, I, I, I could literally just watch that over and over and over from start to finish. I just love that show. The uh, season, the only season I've seen all of is uh, the season with the um, the uh, the moonshine, the lady with the apple pie moonshine. Oh, okay, like in, yeah. That's a that was a great season. I was gonna say oh. that was a that was a pretty solid one there. Yeah, so. that's a. Uh, also, I um, I love uh, Boyd Crowder. What's the fuck's is it, the actor's name? Uh, I know who you're talking about. Don't know the actor's yeah. name. I am terrible with actors, honestly. He is a fan. I he's a fantastic actor. Walton Wal, uh, Walton Goggins. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, he is. I I love him. Also, Timothy. I like Timothy Oliphant too. I I've liked a lot of his stuff. Uh, yeah, that's uh, actually what got me to try. Uh, well, that and uh, Jimmy Pardo from Never Not Funny, but that's actually what got me to uh, watch Deadwood, which is another fantastic show. Yeah, uh, uh, just my my justified like my version of that is Sons of Anarchy. 
that's the show that I, it's uh, just, I can, I love that show. And I have never, I don't care about motorcycles at all. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I love some, it's, it's, I mean, it's basically, it's just a, you know, a gang show, anti-hero show. Yeah. But, uh, I've, I love that. Friday Night Lights, I mentioned earlier, it's a fantastic show. It's way better than you'd ever think it would be. Like, uh, uh, it's the best on-screen couple of any TV show. That's what I've always heard. That's one of those, yeah. like, I don't know, I'm, that is on my uh, long list of TV shows I want to get around to eventually. It's just a matter of uh, time. So, and yeah. like I said, like with The Wire, like that's one of those things. Like, I mean, not not in Friday Night Lights case, but like a lot of these TV shows, like I have to watch on my iPad with headphones on because I can't let my, you know, I, not that I can't, but I don't want my children exposed to, you know, some of the over the top graphical violence. I'm I'm largely okay with them seeing nudity. It's like it's I'm not going to be like a prude about it. You know, I think I think that actually damages kids more if you you know like don't look naked body than anything but you know it's like I, they don't need to be seeing people gored and stuff like that so yeah it's uh and then if i would just like my my the, the hipster show i'd recommend like the, like the show that i wish more people would watch but oh, don't boy, is uh right. is a uh, banshee it was a uh, cinemax it was on, only on cinemax that's right I, i've seen it yeah. on i think it's on amazon prime isn't it uh yeah the first two seasons are free on prime okay. it used to be the it used to be just the first now the second one is too uh, there are only four seasons. The fourth season was, disapp- was a little disappointing. They they had a lower budget, and it was that was kind of sad. It ends well, I think. It's but it's a, it was the weakest season personally for me, which is kind of sucks, you know, to end on the weakest season. But uh, it at least had a satisfying conclusion. Uh, but I think it is the best, probably the best straight action show on TV, with some of the best the best choreographed. It has. The best choreographed fight scene of any TV show. I will stand by that statement. To, to uh, in season three, it, it is incredible. It is incredible that that was like this. The camera work. Oh man, it's so good. Okay. But it's a. It's the first season is. It's very. It's a very pulpy show. Like it's. It. But the characters are really are really really well written and. Uh, Ooh, it sounds like Connor might be into it then. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd seen. Yeah, I think he would probably probably dig it. Um, the first season is definitely there's a lot more nudity in the first season than any other season. A lot more sex in the first season too. It's uh, it's probably as close to sex as you can get on TV without it being porn. Yeah. <laughs> being being honest. Okay. Uh, but but yeah, it's like it's it deserved more than it got audience wise. It was it's a really good really really good show. Uh, I talked about Twin Peaks also. My my love with Twin Peaks, uh, a few a few episodes ago, my newfound love. I plan on watching the new season whenever it ends. Just just binging it. Uh, yeah, that's another one of those I need to get around to watching one of these yeah. years. I've, so. and I'm 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 glad I've heard a lot of good things about the new season. I'm really happy to hear that too. <laughs> it's uh it seems like seems like people have liked it. So. Good. All right. Well, shall we get on some news here so we can uh, end this nightmare? Yeah, yeah. Our TV power hour is now over. Thank yep, you. yep. I think it was our TV uh, fifteen minutes actually. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But not too bad. So, <laughs> okay. So uh, we'll run down these things real quick here. Um, the team that's making Yakuza seems to be very busy. Um, they have got three games coming out, in, I don't know, maybe the next two years or whatever. But uh, Yakuza Kiwami Two got announced. Uh, there's a online game that's coming out for smartphone and PC. I don't really know how that's going to work. And that studio is also working on Fist of the North Star. Yeah, it's be the second Fist of the North Star game. Um, well, if you want to go 
I guess yeah. I shouldn't say that. I mean, I'm sure there are a bunch in. Yeah, I mean, there's one for the NES. So. Yeah, 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 I get. Uh, second three D one. So. There, yeah, I know that one. But, uh, yeah, it's anyway. Yeah, New Fist of the North Star game, which is a, uh, it's a pretty well well liked anime. It's a classic. I'm pretty sure considered a classic by a lot of anime fans. Yeah, I, I've never watched it. Neither so. have I. I um, there was like a prequels like manga series to it that was in this uh, Raijin comics like this manga thing I had subscribed to like early 2000s when I was yeah. into manga and I don't even remember the name of it that's how memorable it is it, it's I, <laughs> is, I don't yeah so is it is, is it like a shonen or is it like a trigon thing um it's you, you know if I really had to compare it to something it's the incredible or it's it's like the whole tv show from like the 60s or whatever Oh, so he just wanders around punching people. Yep, basically wanders from town okay. to town. Something happens, and then he moves on. So it's like it's like Kane from Kung Fu. Is yeah, know. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knew the Hulk would be influencing manga? So, <laughs> the TV show, the TV show, nonetheless. So uh, anyway, yeah, they, they they seem awfully 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 busy. So I don't know how the hell they're going to make this happen because they're also wrapping up uh, Yakuza Six right now. I think. Yeah, that comes out next year. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of uh, New Japan pro wrestlers in that game that they that they actually like mocap into the game. No, oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, so that's kind of I'm kind of I thought that was kind of cool. So I'm, I'm sure you'll get a lot of their moves too in the game, which is <laughs> so that'd be that should be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to see some uh, some different uh, different kind of takes some combat in that game. So anyway, uh, moving on, Secret of Mana got a. Uh, got an announcement for a remake which I, yeah I that was out of nowhere <laughs> it was just like oh yeah we're making this like a complete remake <laughs> yeah yeah and it looks like it's running on the uh, adventures of mana engine because graphically it looks very similar uh yeah it's got a good art style yeah a lot of people a lot of people are not happy with the with the look and i i, I think it looks pretty nice um yeah, yeah, my looks- my big concern um well two big concerns my uh, i don't it's really weird you'd think I, I was blind when it comes to playing video games like i'm more concerned about the voice acting that they're throwing in there and uh i'm more concerned about the soundtrack because secret of mana soundtrack is it was the very first video game soundtrack i ever bought uh, like a physical copy of when i was a kid oh wow that's a that's high praise from you <laughs> yeah that's, and yeah. it remains one of my favorite and i still have that cd from when i was a kid like that and like kefka's domain which was the final fantasy 6 soundtrack uh you could buy those like at the back of nintendo power i think or whatever but okay that, that to this day like there's like maybe like two week tracks on that soundtrack that is uh hiroki kakuta's like I think some of his finest work. There's also like two like remix albums of that, or one's in like an arranged one, and then it's the other in Secret of Mana Plus. I think they're both fantastic. I, 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 that the music from that game is just like just hugely influential. I think after the show one day, I was like sending you Secret of Mana tracks, like I was trying to pick out one to throw at the end of the show or whatever. And that yeah, it's got it's a great soundtrack. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like I, it's, so it, it's weird. That was. Like, so many video games I played, like, say, Super Nintendo, early PlayStation era, um, I have memories of the Secret of Mana soundtrack playing over them because I would play them on my CD player while I was playing those games. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, does it... So, are they, are they completely redoing the soundtrack, or is there an option to have to, like... I... They really haven't announced anything. Oh, I, okay. I, I got the presser from, uh, from Square Enix about it, and it's not much more detailed than anything else you've seen, so... I, I assume they will do this... To, they'll do a remastered and, or you can have the option just to use the original like, well if i'm now granted the what adventures of mana or adventure of mana is based on is a game boy game so 
um, I don't know. Like, they didn't have that option for the music there, but Game Boy soundtracks, I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I would really be hesitant to think of, like, more than three Game Boy soundtracks that I think are actually really good. And even then, like, I'm the only one that can come across off the top of my head is Link's Awakening. So uh, the, the Castlevania games are pretty good. They're okay. I don't, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're definitely not Castlevania's strongest entries. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're fine, though. Yeah. Uh, the, what was I going to say? I was disappointed that they weren't making a Switch version of this. I'm wondering if they're going to work on that, maybe. Like, I, 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 will, I will buy it on the, I will buy it on, on the PS4. I'll probably buy it on the Vita, too, just to, like, support it. Because I've got a feeling that this might be a, uh, we'll say, toe in the pool to see if this sells well enough. Maybe they bring Seiken and Setsu 3 out here, finally. And they use this engine. I don't think it's too much of a stretch because a Secret of Mana, as it was when it came out, was not a finished game. Uh, it was originally being made for the uh, the CD, you know, the Super Nintendo CD or whatever it was. It became, it became the PlayStation, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was effectively like the yeah, like the Sega CD for the Super Famicom. Super yeah, they, they they found they finally like released like documents of that last year right was that last year uh yeah i think so and then uh, yeah. somebody well one popped up in the wild is what happened yeah. too so. oh yes yeah that's right um but so i'm wondering like how much of this they're actually going to redo and kind of maybe fill in some of the gaps because there's there's a lot in secret of mana even you know playing it as a young teenager when it came out like it didn't make a lot of sense like there was like wait what just happened there but I, as i remember it like that is just it was a fantastic game i loved that game i I can't tell you how many times we rented it from this place before my grandma finally just broke down and bought it, realizing she was, you know, spending the same like $10 or $8 on it every fucking weekend for us. <laughs> it's like, oh, I could have just bought this for you already. I, I assume they're going to do online co-op. Uh, no, local co-op only from what I've seen. Oh, that's So weird. that's kind of a bummer. Um, yeah. But I, I think it. that's another reason why, I would, like you said, I think Switch would be a great fit for this thing. Yeah, it's... I've, I. I stand by my statement that any RPG should be on the Switch, personally. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, there's some that I think, like, scope-wise, like, I don't know, like... Uh, um, I mean, you, yeah, you can't put The Witcher on Switch, but, yeah. I mean, like, a J... Like, get a, like small JRPGs or just, like, other smaller RPGs, I guess, like, less less graphically intensive, more, but uh, maybe maybe just as deep, but less... less uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, like, what, what you're meaning is, like, 3D open-world scope yeah, I mean, you doesn't can need to be quite there. As yeah, much it doesn't as, need to be like, I mean, they're putting Skyrim on there. So I guess it. Like, yeah. Was, yeah, but I mean, you know, they, they, they put Skyrim on the 360 and the PS3, too. So they'll put they'll put the Sky, they'll put Skyrim on anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait a few years. That'll end up on a toaster of some sort. So hell of a toaster. Yeah. Well, you know, times uh, uh times they are changing. I mean, you know, you, you look at the gra- or the graphical fidelity on an Apple Watch and it's better than uh, most TVs from 15 years ago. So. It's crazy. Kind of incredible when you think about it. But anyway, um, yeah. So that Secret of Mana remake, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about. I'm going to buy it. I don't give a shit. Uh, but I, <laughs> I don't care what people say about the graphical style. I think it looks nice. It, it, it is lent to the, um, like the clay figures that they showed off in, uh, like the in the manual and stuff. I, I think it, I think it's more akin to those. And I, I, I'm fine with that. It's just a matter of, like I said, for me, like soundtrack is my big concern because I can deal with the bad voice acting if need be. The soundtrack, like I said, this this is a very important soundtrack to me. This is like probably the first game that like ever really got stuck in me as far as uh, just 
the soundtrack. It's yeah, the soundtrack holds a special place in my heart, and I'm really hoping that they bring like if they're gonna rearrange it or anything, I'm hoping they bring uh, Hiroki Kakuta back to uh, at least supervise it. So because I think that was like the peak of his work, and still like I said, Super Nintendo, you know, RPGs or just yeah games in general like some of my favorite music and video games are from that era and that is the even even beating final fantasy 6 for me that is that's is my favorite favorite soundtrack from that era so now all i need to do is make a chrono trigger where they use all they have in the art style of the cutscenes from the ps1 version <laughs> the entire time it looks like it <laughs> just looks like a toriyama anime the entire time oh damn yeah, i mean you know that'd be a hell that would be a hell of a thing it's kind of turning into like what dragon quest is kind of turning into so yeah but anyway, uh, moving on. Um, kind of weird. I, I, I didn't read it because I'm not, it's not that I'm not a fan. I'm just not that into it. But uh, the Half-Life 3 story basically got leaked out. Yeah, I, did. I tried weird. to read it and I, I, I realized I don't remember the Half-Life story. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I don't remember any. I don't. OK, see, like the thing with Half-Life with me is like, this is cool. I mean, this is interesting. I'm glad that like they put it out there at least like to show that it did exist. Like, I mean, obviously it existed. Like, I'm sure Half-Life 3 has existed in three or four different forms at this point. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, like, Half-Life for me was always... It's gameplay is always what I liked. Half-Life is because it was always... Like, Half-Life 2 created, like... was, like, a big physics thing. I mean, it doesn't... It doesn't it's not impressive now because every game afterwards copied it. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah. You have, in, the same, in the first Half-Life, just, like... The storytelling of the, the way storytelling was done in Half Life is also not as impressive now because everything copied it afterwards too. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, what a, what a good idea <laughs> to, to do in, in engine like like I mean it was basically like the Metal Gear for, for first person shooters in terms of just like in, doing in engine storytelling. You know, they all but they didn't do cutscenes like they just which was they just never took they never took control away from the player, which has always been kind of cool. Yeah. So it's. Like that's what I like about Half Life, but like the story is whatever. I don't. I honestly cannot tell you what the story of Half Life is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I know they, you're. You're, they, you're basically a disembodied crowbar, is what I yeah, got they, most of. They they open like a fucking dimension to some it's my alien dimension. Aliens come through and it's bad news. And, and then and, you've got to fight them. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's at the time maybe it was a pretty deep story or something like that. Maybe there was something going on, but like just nuance wise, like it never really did much for me. I'm like, oh, okay, I've got to fight all these things. Cool. I don't know, like, I, I don't know. I see it as a cool artifact, but going back to it, like, I don't know. It, it, it does not seem like a sort of game, like, I'd want to go back to. I mean, Half-Life 2 looks good still, at least. I mean, not great, but yeah, considering I, the era I, it came from, I think it still looks pretty good. It just Half-Life I really, 1. I, I really like the Half-Life games, but I also, like, um, not crazy about them. I don't, like, worship them like yeah. some people do, but yeah. I think they're, I think, I appreciate I appreciate everything about them and everything they did for shooters because as a big shooter fan, for sure. Yeah, so. yeah. So I mean, yeah, this is cool for fans. I just, I guess, and me, I'm like, eh, I don't. It's been since like the Orange Box first came out that I played Half Life Two, so it's been a while, and I don't remember it, and I don't, I'm not really that interested in going back to it. So if Half Life Three ever comes out, maybe, but uh, I don't really feel like reading reading a novelization of video games because oh, we, we all know how those turn out most of the time. So. Yeah, and it was, they also like he changed names and stuff too, just slightly. You know, it was kind of like the way it was. The blog was written was kind of strange too. Hmm. It was kind of like maybe it was a copyright infringement thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was definitely. Like, it was. It was written from a weird perspective too. Like it wasn't. It wasn't just like here's the script for the game. It was. Yeah. It was. It was strange. But 
I, I understand why it had to be that way probably. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, I would honestly, I would much rather just keep reading the berserk manga. Like I've been reading that online. So yeah. it is, it is kind of, I mean, they did end on just a massive cliffhanger to be fair. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, it's been, when did yeah. episode, 2007, 10 years since episode yeah, two came out? It's been a while. It's been came out with the orange box. Wait a while. So yeah, yeah I'm not, yeah, like I said, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not starved to find out what happened next. So I'm sure that I'm sure it all worked out in the end. Yeah, there we go. I mean, <laughs> clearly it has because Valve's doing pretty well financially. So, oh, yes, they are. <laughs> They're doing just fine. So anyway, uh, let's move on here uh, real quick. This is just something I wanted to touch on just because this is uh, it's kind of weird for me because I mean, you know, I don't really talk about sports very much, but uh, NBA 2K18 um, showed off their all time like team rosters. And there are so many players back from like when I was interested in the NBA, like this what was I think it was like 15 or 14 that threw in the Michael Jordan thing or whatever. Uh, that was 13. 13. Okay. Say. Yeah. Yeah. 13. Yeah. 13 sounds right. No, whatever no, it was. no, no, no. That was 11. It was 11. Was it 11? Okay. Jesus yeah. God. It yeah. It's been a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean that I honestly, like I, I bought 2k 11, like early, early on so I could play mm-hmm. the Jordan I thing because that Very was, good game. that was, um, you know, that was, that was my era of like coming up playing basketball and like watching basketball, not religiously, but I watched a lot of basketball and a lot of these like team or a lot of these, uh, these players that they're throwing in there are from like the era before that and that era and having my, um, my favorite basketball player in there on the Suns, uh, Kevin Johnson, uh, in there. I'm like, yep, yeah, I pretty much got to buy oh, this. Kevin, that's a good, that's your favorite player. That's, he's a good player. I like yeah. Kevin Johnson. Yeah. Uh, actually the only NBA game I've ever seen was what was supposed to be Kevin Johnson's final home game. And it, uh, he, it was, and it was kind of crazy. Cause it was like the only time he had dunked that whole season. I, I, I got to see him dunk and it was like, That's cool. yeah, it was pretty cool. But then he, uh, he came out of retirement cause the Suns like were hurting very badly for help. I think like the next year and they were like, Hey, if we pay you this, we come out of retirement and play. And then he played like half a season more and that was it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, I'm a huge basketball fan. It's my favorite sport. Uh, I love the way they dribble up and down the court. Um, <laughs> I could not do that. I could, I could, balls. Yeah. Uh, uh, basketball and football, big fan. But uh, yeah, like I, 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 I'm a fan of all eras of basketball. Almost mm-hmm. probably the '70s is pro- about where '60s is interesting too. Uh, that's basically what when the Celtics were the most dominant sport, one of the most dominant sports teams of all time. Mm-hmm. As a Lakers fan, it's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I always love seeing all time teams and what people think. Uh, like just ranking players from from teams is always fun for me. It's uh, you know I will say like seeing some of the player rankings on this thing like, they, I think they gave Larry Bird like a ninety eight, <laughs> yeah. and like Robert Parrish like a ninety three. I'm like Robert Parrish was no fucking ninety three. Okay, I'm sorry. He was a decent center, just surrounded by a lot of talent. So yeah, he was he was yeah, that Celtics team was very good. Yeah, I mean Kevin like, McHale was no '90s rated uh, power forward. I would. I oh yeah, would, oh yeah, Kevin McHale absolutely was. He, oh. he Kevin McHale could actually his, his game translates very uh, very favorably to this generation of basketball. He was mm. a very he was kind of a very ahead of his time. Like he was very pass oriented. More he had more range than a typical power forward did back then. Like he was a more he could more run the floor. Like he was yeah it was. He was he was a little ahead of his time too. Even and you want to know who I say like out of every Celtic, not every Celtic, but out of like that generation of Celtics, we'll say like you know like the later half of like Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and Robert Parrish's mm-hmm. careers uh, was he um, 
I, I would say like maybe it was just nostalgia or whatever, but like in, but uh, Reggie Lewis was like my second favorite basketball player. Okay. <laughs> I think he was pretty ahead of his time. Like he was a big dude, but that dude could move and shoot. Like he had some range to him and he was fast. I mean, he, he was, I mean, he's certainly no LeBron James in, in, in terms of that, but there, oh, the way no he, one that no one ever been, has ever been LeBron James. No, but I, but I mean, just in like, you know, that era of like basketball was not played like that. And Reggie Lewis was a threat enough that he, he you know, you had to watch him inside. You had to watch him outside. He was fast. He could break people. And he was still like powerful enough that he could get in there and rebound pretty hard too. So, yeah, it's a, like the game, the game today is very predicated on shooting and athleticism. Like it's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. So it's, um, so yeah, they're, like the games generally don't translate very well. Like eighties, eighties was very uh, um, methodical. Cla- yeah, it's way. Uh, actually, the pace was faster in the eighties than it is today. The uh, it actually that I think that it was the, uh, that decade had the fastest pace. Oh, okay. Ever, ever. Uh, like the so, uh, like the Showtime Lakers and the Celtics. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, it's, but uh, it was more classic. Um, Magic Johnson was kind of, but was kind of like the uh, atypical of like that style because he was just he was a six nine point guard. Yeah. But uh, and I mean even today like there, it's that's what a point forward is now. I mean LeBron is basically what LeBron James is. But uh, yeah, it is kind of weird. Like in the nineties, um, and like maybe even like into the early two thousands, because that's about when I fell off. But like that was um. The roles were very, very defined in that in that era yes, of basketball. Yes, they were. I mean, uh, you had the big dude was the center. You had the the guy who couldn't really shoot, but was and wasn't that that tall, but he was powerful. He was your power forward. You had the mm-hmm. small forward who was quick and could shoot and could still get inside, but he didn't excel at any of those. The shooting guard was just that. He was the shooting guard, and the point guard was the guy who could not shoot to save his goddamn life. But man, if he couldn't uh, if he couldn't break some ankles and uh, and get the assist numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, the nineties very much like sent. That was like the last great enter, uh, era for centers. Uh, yeah, center, I mean, centers like the classic center is is, oh, is a kind of a dying is a dying breed currently. Like I'm sure there will be a renaissance at some point. Yeah, because I mean, uh, then you had uh, like what Kim Olajuwon. Um, yeah, uh, David Tom Robinson, Tumbo. Shaq. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a lot big big men, and I mean Tim Duncan. Big men were very dominant then. Well, I remember Tim Duncan even then. He I mean, they put him at the they put him at the power forward spot for yeah, yeah until yeah, they, Robinson retired. Yeah, the Twin Towers, and uh, yeah, there was an unfortunate day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Actually, um, um, when uh, Jason Kidd ended up going to the Suns, they uh, they called uh, him and KJ the uh, the Twin Terrors. Okay, that's I uh, makes sense. They were <laughs> the uh, oh, today it's Jason was, Kidd was not much of a. Uh, scoring machine like kevin johnson could fill yeah, he, the role of a shooting guard he uh, did not he was be small he did not uh develop into a scorer until later in his career and he still was never really a big scorer either yeah uh he developed his three him for a double digit assists every game basically but oh uh, yeah he's he's a fantastic point guard but uh the uh i mean today is basketball is just it's very it's positionless basketball at this point like there, there's constant switching like get like the the Warriors are as great as they are because they're the most they're versatile from every, every position. They can yeah. switch con- switch constantly. They can shoot. They will shoot you to di- they they will, they will outshoot you every game generally. 
they just have more firepower and they're just more flexible. Like, yeah, like the, 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 the typical, like the definitions for positions don't really exist anymore. Like the, like, like, uh, saying a point guard has to be like a passing machine is not, is not the case anymore. Generally a point guard is your, is your, uh, small guy. (laughs) No, he's generally, he's, he's a, He's your highest score. He's your highest scorer generally in most a lot of teams at this point. Hmm. He's, uh, yeah, like the the point guard is he like he he want he wants to get into the paint, uh, like the, the like the most stereotypical way is like the one it like drives drive and kick like get your uh, everyone else r- roll right around the perimeter because the per- three point shots are the most are the se- like second most efficient shot in basketball. There, because a mid-range jumper is inefficient. Because if you just backed up a few more feet, you'd add another point. Yeah. So, so it's it's kind of like the mid-range game has died out in basketball. Almost, it's very inside. It's either in the paint or around the, around the arc. Yeah. So it's just you know, basketball and sports are constantly changing. Fo- football is um, very like it's a high, very high scoring currently. So, yeah, and you look at the size of some of those guys, and you're like, they should not be able to be as fast as they are. With oh yeah, like three hundred something pounds, you're like, you could probably run me down. And I'm, you know, I'm five seven, one hundred and fifty pounds, and pretty quick. But some of those guys, I'm like, I don't know if I could outrun them. Holy shit! And they're you know half a foot taller than me and weigh two hundred plus pounds. Yeah, like a corner, like the prototypical cornerback right now is like six three, six four. So like because receivers just keep getting taller, so cornerbacks have to keep getting taller. Like it's, it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. A bigger, stronger, faster. This yeah. is how it's always gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna keep. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's NBA. That's that's why I'm gonna pick up NBA 2K18 because uh, it goes back to a lot of nostalgia for me, and it'll be interesting to see like how like my idea of basketball uh, is and was played like when I was in high school, even. Um, mm how that's going to translate to like these all time thing or these all time teams with just a, you know, huge like roster of, of like great players to fall back on a one, one like thing that like I was a little upset, like I didn't see, but maybe it was just because it was the era of like, of like when the Suns were great, I guess as great as they ever were um, was I didn't see Danny Manning on there either them or the Clippers. Mm. And I was like, why is Danny Manning? See, yeah. is, uh, do they have benches or is it just the five best players? No, no, they, they, I mean, they, they, they went like full rosters. I mean, like Cedric Sabalos was on the Suns roster. That's, yeah, Danny Manning should be on one of those teams. And I think maybe that might have something to do with like Charles Barkley, like maybe just like a licensing thing. I don't know. Like Charles I, Barkley's not on there, so. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, he, that's a top fifty player of all time, probably yeah, top yeah. top twenty or thirty. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got the two K seventeen. I got two K seventeen last year because it was the Kobe edition after he retired. Yeah. So I I understand nostalgia. So. Yeah, I mean, this is like I said for me, this is just like, oh yeah. wow, there's so many of these players that like I grew up with, and like when I started playing basketball on my own and got decent at like this was the this was the era I grew up in. So I was like, okay, this is this is this is the two K game for me. Like I I want this so. And just uh, maybe maybe being able to uh, shut down the Bulls and the. Um, would be would be a dream for me as a Suns fan because <laughs> oh man that uh, that's only a dream <laughs> that finals that finals was a heartbreaker for me like I, I I think I went in knowing that the Suns there was no way they were going to take them the Bulls but like you know it's just yeah yeah it's my it's Michael Jordan yeah you don't, you don't beat Michael Jordan in the finals yeah 
Yeah, so anyway, uh, let's move on here. Uh, Brink went free to play that shooter from like four yeah. years ago, five years ago, uh, six, six, six years, years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's free to play now, everyone. Yeah. So there you go. Go and get your Brink on. Uh, yeah. If you're not sure what Brink is, think uh, think kind of Mirror's Edge with uh, first person shooting. And it sounds cool, but it don't yeah. don't get your hopes up. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not <laughs> yeah. as cool as it sounds. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, let's, 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 let's make a quick run through this. Uh, no more Mass Effect Andromeda story DLC, which probably good idea. Um, yeah, based on everything they, I've heard, it's just like a lot of these characters weren't very well liked and just like, you know, rather than try to build and build and build and hopefully get something back out of it, they just cut their losses and moving on. So yeah, they're probably going to take a break from Mass Effect for a while, which is probably for the best. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't think it's gone well, I mean, forever. Hell, by any. They, they weren't deliberately taking a break from the last or after three. And that was five years in between. So yeah, like it's it's gonna be a while before we see another another Mass Effect, I assume. Yeah, the uh, PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X will be the uh, will be the uh, de facto machines by then. So I'm sure by the time we see the next ones. So, um, okay, so there's a lot of Final Fantasy 15 things here. We'll 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 make very quick uh, yeah, down of this. Um, I, I I didn't think nearly a year later we'd still be talking about new Final Fantasy 15 shit, but here we are. Uh, there's a crossover with uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Sure. Yeah, I don't know why. Sure, why or what this audience is, but I mean, color me at least mildly intrigued. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. Sure, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. That Uh, that game probably cost a fortune to make, and they're probably just trying to recoup as much as they can off of it. I mean, obviously they put they put they're putting on everything. Yeah, including mobile. Yeah. I I I don't know what the hell this is. I mean, they the. The easiest way I can describe the look is if uh, you look at like the Bravely Default characters. That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, it's it's odd. And yeah, and apparently I, the entirety of the game is going to be on there. I yeah, don't know like how it's literally that work. like literally like the full game, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's coming to PC with some rather crazy recommended specs. Um, you know they did they did retract the what was it a hundred and something gigabytes, hundred and seventy gigabytes. Uh, yeah, uh, for the install, which they said was some sort of miscommunication but uh yeah i was listening to um rpg cast and they were talking about the like like you know they recommend you have 4k and all that i'm like what the hell i and then like the recommended graphics card is like maybe three below the best one that's out there right now yeah like it's i mean final fantasy 15 is a good looking game on consoles but i like this is square has always had a problem with like I, from what I understand, it's optimizing their games for PC too. Uh, like, yeah, I have yeah, heard, so. I've heard some major issues like with with yeah. the Final Fantasy 13 ports. So. Yeah, so I I would wait on this when it comes out just to see how it turns out. I would. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, or I don't know, um, just get on the PS4, or the Xbox One, and just uh, do the uh, remote play thing from those things. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. It looks pretty as it is. It, it, I, I, I get the PC master race thing and everything, but good God, I mean, how how much nicer do you need it to look if you're going to spend four thousand dollars on a fucking machine? <laughs> it's not going to look four thousand dollars better. So, anyway, uh, um, I, I, it's more for like everything to look better, not just one game. So yeah. Can, well, I'm just saying, like, I, yeah. I I can't ever see spending that much money for something to look better. I suppose I don't know. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got the mobile, uh, apparently there's something they want to do with the switch. They haven't really gone beyond saying that they're, they're interested in 
putting Final Fantasy 15 in some form or, the, or doing something with Final Fantasy 15 on the Switch. So we'll see what that ends up being. If that goes, I, I can't imagine they put the full version on there. If they put this little chibi version on there, might there might be inclined to play it on there. So if they can get, yeah. if they can do it where you actually use uh, controllers and not touch screen, because I'm not playing a 50 plus hour RPG on a touch screen. So. <laughs> Um, anyway, I think that's everything except let's go ahead and close out with something that we haven't done in quite a while. The Overwatch Minute. Oh, that's right. Uh, all right. Uh, when, when do you I'm want me to go, Jason? I'm sit back here while you, uh, while, uh, you while you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, Overwatch had a bunch of new announcements, uh, this month, uh, ending, um, probably by the, before this, before this podcast goes up, uh, its, its latest event will be over. They this the summer games. They they seem to be wanting to do the same events every year, just adding new skins and stuff. But kind of keep the same schedule uh, every year, which is interesting. It's a which is a, I think a smart choice. It uh, keeps them from overextending ideas, and then they can just have a focus. And then spending the crazy amounts of money every goddamn year. Yeah, but so I mean, you'll you'll still be getting new skins every time, and uh, they also this time re-released the skins from the last one. So you would cheaper, which so if you didn't get them last time, you could get them cheaper this time, which is a I think was a, was nice at least, especially because uh, I don't I think I don't know if they had it. I think this might have been the only one where you couldn't buy skins; you only could get them in uh, in boxes. They they changed that later, so where you could actually buy the uh, event skins with the uh, gold, but. And then they also announced two major changes to characters. The smaller change is Diva is her her defensive matrix ability, which is kind of like hold down uh, left trigger to absorb all projectiles coming towards you. Mm-hmm. Is uh, now getting sh- like the meter on it is getting shrunk, and they're adding missiles. They're giving her a ability to shoot missiles. Uh, so they're, I guess they're trying to make her a more assault-based character, from what I can tell. And they're also doing that to Mercy, and which is a much bigger, bigger change. They're basically redesigning the entire character. Her original ult was uh, you, you revive up to your uh, you could revive your entire team. It depends on who is in the uh, up, up to all five characters on your team uh, at once. They are now changing her revive to a one of her. Cooldown abilities. It has a thirty-second cooldown, and you can re- you can only revive one person at a time. Uh, but her new ult is she basically becomes it's called Valkyrie mode, and she becomes a souped-up version of Mercy, where she can fly, fly, uh, heal faster, uh, boost damage faster, and she deals more damage. So she's various, uh, making her various ult-based, which is. But what, from what I understand, in the like the PTR, the public test realm, where they're testing, they test characters before they release them to the public, uh, or release. Uh, she seems she is very overpowered right now. Uh, she, I at this point, I could not, I can, I can't see her not being on almost every team you come across with, with that with her new uh, version. She okay. just fits like she would. Uh, originally, she was kind of like a character where you would ha- hang back and just kind of wait till you popped her ult. But now she seems very like she seems very um, active of a character. The revive seems seems more tactical now, which is kind of interesting. I think it's interesting. I feel like they're going to have to adjust it though when it finally comes out. It's uh, she's it's a. It's a hell of a thing to do. To like, just, they change the entire character basically. Like, 
just the way you approach it, which is in, which is cool, but scary also for a a game with that's all about character balance. So it's like they and they have they have been tweaking characters on on constantly since the game came out. But this uh, is like a major change, not a tweak. This this is like the most major change I've ever done. Uh, uh, I think uh, uh, Symmetra is close too. They made her a much a much more active character too. Um, oh, a few months like early early this year, maybe end of last year. No quite don't quite remember. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a big change. It's probably the biggest change they've announced since that one. So I expect to see her a lot whenever this gets put in uh on gets released to the public and uh also a new map comes out next month they they stick they're sticking to their to their one one new thing a month uh schedule uh, it's uh, called junker town it's in uh, the wasteland of australia from their uh, fiction so it's uh it's a uh escort the payload map looks looks interesting and uh then the halloween event afterwards probably so so yeah, Overwatch keeps on trucking. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, I think it's I think it's all I got. Yeah, I was gonna say I think uh, I think that'll I think that series is gonna keep on trucking for a while. So oh yeah, it's uh, yeah, definitely insanely popular. I mean, understandably, like I said, I what I played of it, I totally see the appeal, just not for me. So not my kind of game. So because I <laughs> suck at those games. So I'm realistic about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you 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 gave it a shot. Yep. So that's all you. That's all you can ask someone. I even paid money to give it a shot because the download was taking forever or whatever the hell it was that free weekend. So I was like, I'll just go to Redbox and rent the goddamn thing. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, that about wraps it up. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't really expecting even this long of a podcast, but uh, you know, we, we talk about talk about some DV there for a change, and um, yeah, hopefully you get around to listening to this eventually because I know that uh, that Metal Gear podcast is a little long. <laughs> so yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to that, I do recommend listening to that. Um, I do too. I would talk a lot on that. You guys better listen to it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm uh, <laughs> me, John, uh, we were joined by uh, Connor Mahood of the Movie Express podcast and uh, Joe Star uh, from Twitter, we'll say. And we'll just, we used to do some stuff for another site that I've written for before previously. And we'll we'll leave it we'll leave it there. But anyway, yeah, Joe's a good dude. It was good to have him on, and he'll uh, he'll be making some returns with us. And uh, I do want to tease that we've got a uh, special guest lined up for... It's not the next game club, because we're going to be doing another one, I think, in between. But uh, we're going to be doing another one. And uh, it's a uh, it, it's a series we mentioned earlier. And I'll leave it at that. It's a, it's a well, How about this? It's a JRPG yeah. series. You, and we'll kind you of leave it at that. mentioned it in passing earlier. If yeah. you like that. Oh, yeah. 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 No, these yeah. are breadcrumbs here I'm leaving for people. Yeah. But it's a very right. special guest. And if, uh, if, you're, if you're familiar with uh, people I follow and... Uh, Maybe other podcasts I listen to. Just, you might be able to parse this one together, but if you're not, well, there you go. You know, it's something to wait another month or so for before uh, before we see. But yeah, this uh, this special guest is going to take a little uh, little lighting up just because of time zone differences. But uh, I think this one's going to be fun. So anyway, um, anyways, if you guys have any suggestions for game clubs that you you, uh, you want to see us handle, I'm more inclined to take them. So you can either tweet at us at. Uh, Games of Junk, um, either tweet at myself, which is Jason Ariola, and or John at John Lucero 777 Let us know if there's anything you want us uh, to cover, because 
we're I think we I think we finally settled on this format, and I'm gonna learn how to uh, trim it back a little bit because four hours and fifteen minutes was a long goddamn time to be doing a podcast. If you thought that was long to listen to, try <laughs> talking to or try try talking through it and editing the fucking thing together. <laughs> so that was uh I'd say probably about twelve hours of my life I put into that thing all total. So. <laughs> A lot of time to get that up, but uh, it was a lot of fun, and I'm really glad we did it, and I'm uh, very proud of how it turned out. So if uh, yeah, yeah, if you haven't listened to it, do me a favor, go listen to it. Even if it takes you a week or two to get through, but it, it's worth a listen. So it was a lot of fun. And with that, um, I think outside of the forthcoming um, uh, observer review that should be that'll have out sometime this week. Um, can't really think of much else that we should plug. Gore's got something that'll be going up on the site in a day or two. We just didn't want it to get steamrolled by the uh, Metal Gear. Yeah. Metal Gear podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have any reviews coming anytime soon, personally. So, yeah, yeah, with uh, with Ease Eight coming out soon, that's uh, that might be the next thing I really kind of go after that's new to play. But yeah, uh, anyway, Destiny uh, Destiny Two probably for me will be okay. the next big one. I don't know if I'm going to review it, but I'm definitely going to. It'll be something to talk the next... about on the podcast at least. Yeah, that'll turn into a Destiny uh, Destiny minute there because yeah. I don't <laughs> oh. know if you're going to find a lot of a lot of people pointing that on on here. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm used to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, how do you think I feel? Most of the stuff I, I play, it's like, uh, okay, Jason, you go ahead and keep enjoying your weirdo yeah. fucking roguelike <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, anyway, um, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>